You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nahumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning and welcome to JM Sunday, hosted by yours truly, Matis Weingast, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. It's uh, Sunday, October 13th, 2013, ninth day in the month of Cheshvan, 5774. And for those following, Daf Yomi Pesachim Daf 115, which means this coming Shabbos we finish another Masechta, another tractate of the Talmud of Pesachim, and next Sunday start the tractate of Shkalim. How are you doing, everybody? Hope you had a great week and a great Shabbos. It's good to be back here this morning with you. We have a we have a a, a great show. I use the word great a lot <laughs> today. We have a a great show coming up at seven thirty, of course, morning chizuk, eight o'clock with the news from Israel, and uh, coming up at about uh, eight thirty, my interview with world-renowned chef and founder of JoyofKosher.com, Jamie Geller, will discuss. Jamie's new cookbook entitled Joy of Kosher, Fast, Fresh Family Recipes, right here on JM Sunday. Looking ahead to the week, Mayor Fertig will be in for Nachum tomorrow morning on JM in the AM. It's Columbus Day here in the United States. It's a federal holiday up in Canada. It is a Thanksgiving Day. It'll be Thanksgiving Day tomorrow. So Mayor Fertig will be in for Nachum tomorrow and... Uh, Looking ahead to next week for a minute, and we'll mention this later on also, we have special programming next Sunday to commemorate the 19th yard site of Shlomo Kalbach, including music stories and interviews. Plus, and this is a biggie, we'll be going for an extra hour live on the stream. So next week, we'll be on from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network with JM Sunday. If you want to get in touch with me, Send me an email, matis at nachamsegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S at nachamsegel.com. And if you have any suggestions or uh, requests for Shlomo Kabach songs or stories for next Sunday, send me an email and we will see if we can include your request into the uh, list for next week. So that's matis, M-A-T-T-E-S at nachamsegel.com. On to the music. Here on a Sunday morning, JM Sunday on the stream, JM in the AM dot JM in the AM dot ORG dot com right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Yeah. 
J.M. Sunday with Baruch Haba. Hope you're uh, hope you're having a good time here. I know I am. It is uh, 7.28 in the morning, Sunday morning, Eastern Time, of course. You know what's going on today? I'll tell you in a second. First, let me tell you that the J.M. Sunday is brought to you by Adorama. Much more than a camera store. It is uh, the place to go for all of your electronics needs, including cameras, audiovisual equipment, electronics, Portable entertainment, iPods, iPads, much, much more. The phone number for Adorama is 1-800-223-2500. 1-800-223-2500. It's located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. 
That's 42 West 18th Street, New York City, the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. Adorama Imaging and Beyond since 1975. And you know what's happening today? Down in Memphis, Tennessee, our friends over at the uh, at Anche Sfard Bethel Emmet Congregation is hosting the 25th annual Asby Kosher Barbecue Contest and Festival. We had uh, we had them on last year, at around this time when they had the uh, the festival. And we found out about it. It is going to be a great program today. I think the weather is supposed to be nice out there. The uh, all-day events include uh, for for kids and everybody a train ride, moon bounce, balloon artist, rock wall, petting zoo, arts and craft, and 11:30 a.m. starts the barbecue ribs and beans judging. Uh, I got to talk to Nachum. We have to go next year. We have to get down there. 12 p.m. Marty Lewis band. The 1 p.m. kosher pickle eating contest. 1:30 p.m. is the barbecue brisket judging. Uh, Nachum, if you're out there, let's check the flights. Can we get down there today? It's 7.30. I have to check the time zone over there also. Maybe we can get there. I don't know. 2 p.m. They have a tour of the synagogue. And 3 p.m. the winners are announced. Last year there were 40 vendors, 40 teams, I should say, and more than 3,000 attendees from all over the area. Everything kosher. And, of course, that area is... is, uh, has so many barbecue events, but they're not kosher. So uh, the congregation made one that is kosher and has been doing that for 25 years. Teams come in from all over the place. Ones that are always kosher, ones that aren't kosher, but that all only use everything that is given to them. So everything is kosher, and they use their they create their recipes with everything kosher. So that's going to be great. They also have a three-on-three basketball tournament. They uh, uh, just so many things that are down there. I remember seeing pictures of it from last year. So, it's uh, the congregation is located at 120 East Yates Road North in Memphis, Tennessee. And the phone number for those of you down there is 901-682-1611. 901-682-1611. Today is Sunday, October 13th, the ninth day in the month of Cheshvan. And uh, my guest in the 8 o'clock hour it will be Jamie Geller. And we'll be discussing her new cookbook entitled Joy of Kosher, Fast, Fresh Family Recipes. But uh, right now, we will hear from Rabbi David Goldwasser. Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Lezech Nishmas, Rav Zev, Rav Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We find in the Talmud, in Masech Tainis, a very interesting incident concerning the great Sadiq Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa. He was extremely poor. The Gemara tells us, one Friday evening at twilight, Livrate, he saw that his daughter was very sad. Omar La, BT, he said to her, my daughter, Lamayat Sivat, why are you sad? So she answered him, I mistook a container of vinegar for a container of oil, and I poured the vinegar into the candelabra and lit the Shabbos lights with it. He said to her, My daughter, really, what does it matter to you? Misha Amar Lashemen like He who commanded the oil to burn, who Yomar Lachemetz like 
he can command the vinegar to burn as well. Tana, etana tat, hayadolek v'hayolek kolayom kuloi, that this light continued to burn the entire day of Shabbos, ad sheviyu mimenu or lahavdola, until they took for it the flame for havdola at the end of Shabbos. This is an incredible incident that happened. The great Sadiq Reb Simcha Wasserman points out that the logic of Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa is very strong. We know that oil burns, but we have no idea why it is that vinegar doesn't burn. Nevertheless, we don't question things because we've become used to them. We classify what is nature, teva, and what is nes, miracle. The truth is, however, when oil burns, it's a pella, a wonder. When vinegar burns, it's a miracle because it's something that we classify as unusual. The truth is, however, we can't explain either. When we say the bracha every morning, pokeach ivrim, that Hashem opens up the eyes of those that cannot see, this doesn't only mean physical sight, but also intellectual, spiritual perception. Regarding Adam and Chava, it says in the Torah, then the eyes of both of them were open and they realized that they were naked. Rashi comments that it doesn't refer to the physical but rather to intellectual understanding. And so we can come to understand ourselves that whether oil burns or whether vinegar burns, it's all a miracle. But our eyes have to be open. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning physic. Have a nice day. Thank you very much, Rabbi Goldwasser. 7.35 in the morning here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you on the stream right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com, JM in the AM.org. Don't forget to uh, to check NachumSiegel.com and you'll be able to find all the ways that you can listen to the shows all throughout the week. Mayor Fertig will be in for Nachum tomorrow morning on JM in the AM. It's a Columbus Day special. <laughs> well, it's special because Mayor will be there. And it gives Nachum the day off. Coming up at uh, 8 o'clock, news from Israel. And as I've been mentioning, my interview with Jamie Geller will take place at around 7.30. She is a celebrity chef and founder of joyofkosher.com. We'll be talking about her new cookbook, entitled The Joy of Kosher, Fast Fresh Family Recipes. Looking ahead to next week, I mentioned also earlier today, we are going to have special programming to commemorate the 19th yard site of Shlomo Kalbach. And we're going to include music stories and interviews. Plus, we're going to go for an extra hour live on the stream. So next week we'll be on from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on uh, JM Sunday. If you have any suggestions or requests for Shlomo Kabach music and uh, or stories, please let me know. Send me an email at uh, matis, M-A-T-T-E-S, at nachamsegel.com. M-A-T-T-E-S at NachumSiegel.com. I'm sure we're going to be playing uh, the uh, some classics. And uh, I believe from what I'm told, but I'm sure Nachum will discuss it later on in the week, there's going to be programming surrounding the entire 
yard site. I think Nachum is going to be playing a lot of Shlomo Kabach music on Friday morning on JM in the AM, and uh, no doubt uh, Executive Assistant Avrami will be playing Shlomo Kabach music on Saturday Night Seagull. I'll have music and stories on on Sunday morning, and then I believe that part of the stream on Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning going into the afternoon, will be devoted to Shlomo Kabach, commemorating his 19th yard site. We have a request. Oh, by the way, don't forget to go to Facebook when you get a chance and like us, like the JM Sunday page, as so many of you have done. I really appreciate it. Uh, I have some of the names here that I wanted to mention, different listeners who are, uh, who liked the, um, the JM uh, Sunday page. I know that, um, uh, listener Alana and the listener Josh, uh, among many others, have recently liked the page. I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, let's we have some more. Uh, listener Tsipora, uh, listener Aviva, listener Helen. Uh, all, uh, all have recently liked the JM Sunday page. So thank you very, very much for that. It is much appreciated. And uh, we are up to 125 likes. On JM Sunday, it's a really great number. So appreciate it very much. Again, keep on uh, listening and liking, and uh, and uh, and, and you know, the best way of of finding out what's going on is to uh, check out the JM Sunday page. So we have a request, and we're going to honor that right now. It is a request for uh, Mama Rachel. From the double album, Mordechai and David, goes back a number of years, and we are very happy to play it by request right here on JM Sunday.
Hi, this is Chaim Hagler, and you're listening to JM Sunday, hosted by Matis Weingast. Don't forget to tune in to my new show called Listen Up. It's on every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network.
It's coming upon 8 o'clock in the morning here on uh, JM Sunday. Thanks for joining me. I'm Matis Weingast, and uh, we're just checking on the uh, on the news from Israel here. We want to make sure we're going to be able to get it on today. It might be a, a little bit different format today, if you will. You'll see about that in a couple of seconds. A reminder that uh, JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama. The number over there is 1-800-223-2500, located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. Adorama is your home for all your electronics needs, including cameras, audiovisual equipment, electronics, portable entertainment, iPods, iPads, pads, and more. Adorama is more than a camera store. We keep on telling you that. The official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network, Adorama Imaging and Beyond, since 1975. It is the official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. And once again, the phone number is 1-800-223-2500. The Israel Show, hosted by Mayor Weingarten, is on Monday mornings with a great mix of nostalgic and new Israeli music and the popular Mayor Milim segment. It airs Monday mornings at 9 a.m. immediately following JM in the a.m., and it is exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network, just as we are, on NachumSiegel.com and jmandtheam.org. When you're on uh, Facebook, don't forget to like Mayor's Israel Show page, and at the same time, like our JM Sunday page. Thanks to listeners Yechiel, uh, Usher, and Anne, who just liked the page, our page very recently, as in uh, in the last half hour or so. We're up to 129 likes on that. That's great. Again, as I mentioned, uh, coming up at around 8.30, my interview with Jamie Geller, the uh, renowned chef and founder of joyofkosher.com. We'll be discussing Jamie's new book, which comes out this week, entitled Joy of Kosher, Fast, Fresh Family Recipes. And next week, a special expanded edition of JM Sunday. We'll be going from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. We will have special programming to commemorate the 19th yard site of Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach, including music stories and interviews. So we'll be doing that for an extra hour right here on uh, on JM Sunday. Well, we are going live to Israel with our news correspondent, Hannah Levy-Julian, senior correspondent and an editor for the Israel National News English Division and a news broadcaster in Israel, Good afternoon, Hannah Levy-Julian. And good morning to you. <laughs> How are you? Great, thanks. How are you today? Uh, looking at the news. There are three things that are uh, keeping people uh, busy this morning in terms of the news. Well, I, I, under- on it. I, I understand that, uh, that we weren't sure exactly how we were going to do this this morning because you were, uh, as it is a regular business day in Israel, you were at the post office. Now that must I'm still at the post office. That must be a, a newsworthy experience right then and there. It is a typical experience, and anyone who's ever made Aliyah or anyone who's actually uh, come to study in Israel understands that the the post office experience is one not to be missed, <laughs> especially if you have a novel to read or if you have any studying to be done then the post office is the place to go. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I've, actually been sitting, I've been sitting there for three hours. Excellent, literally. excellent. Just to, yeah. buy, just to buy a stamp. 
it's 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 like Midwood. So what? It's just like Midwood. <laughs> so so what is the uh, what is the rest of the news in Israel? Um, people are are very uh, preoccupied with the discovery over the weekend of uh, a mega tunnel, a mega tunnel uh, on the border with Gaza, uh, more to the point under the border with Gaza, uh, coming into Israel. And as a matter of fact, coming dangerously close to uh, a lot of the Yishuvim, a lot of the Kibbutzim and uh, other communities uh, around the uh, the border with Gaza. But it, in fact, it came within a mile and a half of those communities, which is very dangerously close. Um, this tunnel was very sophisticated. It was the technology was very advanced. In fact, it looked like a subway tunnel. Wow. It was uh, carved out and um, it had concrete supports. Um, it had been there a good long time. That much was clear, and uh, it it um, it's a problem. Yeah. Uh, it, Prime Minister Netanyahu um, commended the soldiers that found it, and uh, obviously it will be destroyed. But what's disturbing is the fact that it had not been found until now, and the other thing that's disturbing is the fact that it existed at all. These tunnels are used uh, not just for smuggling, obviously, but they're used as launching pads from which to uh, carry out attacks on kindergartens, and on kibbutzim and other communities, and they're also used, more to the point, they're used to kidnap uh, soldiers and Israeli civilians and to drag them back into Gaza, like what happened to Gilad Shalit. So it's a very, very dangerous bit of business there, uh, and a point, very important discovery. 1.7 kilometers in length, that's long. No, it was, it was 2.7. It was, it was one and a half miles. Oh, okay. The reports I read this morning was that it's it's about one a 20, it's about a 20 minute walk. Wow. It's about <laughs> a 20, it's a 20 minute walk. Matis, it's well, not even a Shabbos walk. They should, they should hire, they should hire these guys. I mean, I'm kidding, obviously. They should hire these guys to build subway tunnels in Israel. <laughs> they could be subway workers in, in Brooklyn. Uh, I mean, wow. it's, it's a scary thing if you think about it. Of course. It. It's a walk. If you look at it, it's a walk from Midwood to Maimonides Hospital in Borough Park. Right. And, and when you look at pictures of these, you realize it's not just the tunnel that you crawl through. You can, you can pretty much walk through here, and they are uh, lined with, uh, I mean, they're, they're somewhat sophisticated, and they have electronics going through it with lighting and whatnot. So these aren't no, just. No, they've been in cars through these things. Yeah. Let me let me let me educate you for a minute. They've been smuggling in other similar tunnels from Egypt under under the Rafia crossing and under the border from from the Sinai and from other parts of Egypt into Gaza. They've been importing cars through these tunnels through, through an exact similar tunnel. They've been importing cars. Wow. Through a similar tunnel into Gaza. And I don't mean beat up jalopies. Right. I mean cars like a Mercedes Benz. Right, right. That's a that's a big um, uh, that's a that's a big issue of getting that those cars yeah, over there. Yeah, it's not an issue. Of, it's not an issue of crawling or walking. It's an right. issue of of cars, four by fours, SUVs. Wow. They're doing okay. Yeah. 
Uh, it's a good thing they caught it before anything was uh, before anything was done. Right. Right. Unbelievable. The other thing is that there was there was uh, a murder uh, at a yeshuv in the Jordan Valley. Um, a man was uh, an Israeli was murdered outside his home. He was a, he was a reservist colonel in the uh, Israeli army. There's a question about whether or not that was a terrorist attack or whether or not it was a criminal act. They're not sure. At first they thought it was a terror attack, and now there's a question about whether or not it was terrorism or whether or not it was uh, uh, criminally motivated. Uh-huh. They're not sure. So that's. Uh, let me just put that out there. And the third thing, which is important to know, is that the uh, Israeli Air Force is not resting, not even for five seconds. We still have Iran very much on our minds. And uh, the uh, IDF posted on Thursday up on YouTube and on its blog a, uh, a really great little video. Yeah, amazing. Of, uh, <laughs> did you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Of, uh, of, refueling, uh, mid-air refueling of, of, uh, of two jets in mid-air for long-range missions, just uh, just as a hello, how are you to Iran? Right. We've got you in our sights. Exactly, <laughs> we exactly. We forgotten you, honey. And, and it's amazing how, <laughs> how precise those refuelings are and the precision that it takes to just line up and get those... Uh, you know, get to the gas station and uh, swipe the credit card. It, it's very, it's very sophisticated how they right. throw, you know, take the credit card out the window and uh, you know, swipe it against <laughs> that big uh, ship. But if you get a chance, go to uh, go and go and take a look at it because it is fascinating to see that. Uh, that and, right. and, it, and it does because you realize these these jets. First of all, the the fighter planes are tiny in comparison to the uh, tanker. But um, but they're small because they they have to maneuver so so quickly. Uh, but when they refuel in the air, they can go for the longer range missions, and uh, they always te- they always practice this because it's not the easiest thing to do, of course. Uh, and when they need to That's do right. it, it has to work because uh, you run out of gas. There, you keep as a joke. You can't land somewhere and decide to fill up. You've got to fill up on the air like that because there are no friendly That's air right. spaces, uh, air airlines, to, air airports to go to. So yeah, that was something. Yeah, the interesting thing they don't mention is is where they might carry out that function, but that that's for future, you know. Right, of but course. The, but the fact is, the, this is uh, this is all under consideration, and uh, and they have their plans. They're they're all set up and ready to go, and they're just you know this is just a hello, how are you telegram to Iran to let them know that we haven't forgotten you. We we're still. Uh, very much uh, attached. <laughs> right. Well, it backs up what the prime minister was saying in the last couple of weeks about Iran and the messages he's been sending around to the president That's of the United right. States and to other world leaders about uh, the situation in Iran. Uh, he, uh, I, I guess, he can be cautious, but obviously has to maintain uh, extreme readiness of uh, of the forces just in case something has to happen at a moment's notice. Yeah. No. The bottom. The bottom line is we're ready. So right. whatever happens, we are ready, and the Prime Minister, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, has made it clear that whatever happens, we are ready, the IDF is ready, and it will take 15 seconds to get them up there and move them out. Right, absolutely. That's all it's going to take. 
Uh, you know, in yeah, a couple yes, of in a couple of weeks, by the way, the times change in uh, in Israel. The clocks change. I just wanted to uh, check that with you. I think you told right. me the twenty seventh, right? Next week. Um, next week. I, two, I think it's next. Week. Oh wait a minute. No, maybe weeks. it's not next week. I'm not sure when two it changes right. here. I have to check to see when it changes uh, right. here in our area. I think um, I think it doesn't change here until. Is that possible until the first? Till the first Sunday in November, a week later, possibly than so you. So it's about the same. We're, I think we're October twenty seventh. Right, and we're we're November third. I think I'll have to I'll have to check that. We'll get our for for those two weeks. We'll have to make sure that we coordinate the time well. But we'll of course be back I, yeah. here next Sunday. Next Sunday, you know, special programming, as uh, I'm sure you heard, for uh, commemorating Shlomo Kabach's yard site, the nineteenth uh, yard site of Shlomo Kabach. So we are going Absolutely. to be we're going to be expanded next week, but we'll still do our news at eight o'clock. Uh, we're going to be going from seven okay. to ten. So I think we'll still do the news at eight because we always do that. But uh, we're going to be continuing okay. live until ten o'clock with music and uh, and interviews and stories from the one and only Shlomo. If Kabach. it wasn't for Kalisha, I would sing it for you, but uh, I think that's a. Bit uh, of a we're having the Shlomo. <laughs> we're going to have the Shlomo Kabach on, so I think that takes care of the oh, uh, we'll the, the Karbach, right? Uh, <laughs> So I think family trumps uh, uh, family trumps our newscaster when it comes to singing Shlomo Kabach right. music. <laughs> well, she's okay. certainly got better training than I do. <laughs> kind of lady, Julian. Thank you as always. Good luck at the post office over there. Uh, make sure that they mail yeah, out everything much. you need. And uh, I guess you'll be there. Twenty more people ahead of me. Yeah, I was going to say you'll be there for another three and a half, four hours. So you can just listen on the um, li- listen on your uh, on your radio on your uh, uh, smartphone or whatever you have there to the stream here on NachumSiegel.com and uh, listen to the rest of JM Sunday, and it'll make the time fly by. As a matter of fact, you should you yeah, should put it on speaker right. and let everybody hear, you know, what's going on. Tell them all about it. <laughs> oh, we'll learn some English, too. Not bad. Yeah, that's true. All right, <laughs> thank you again. Thank you again very much. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks. All the best. As I mentioned, uh, Shlomo Kabach, next week uh, we're going to be playing uh, his music and uh, and stories. So here's a little taste of something. I will probably be playing it again next week. But here's S.I.N.I. Oh, you know, it dawned on me. I never told you about any of the songs we played. I'll try to get to that in a little bit. Maybe I should do that now. Should I do that now? Yeah, because a lot of people like to know the songs that we played and like to hear the names, and I did not do that today. So we started off, of course, with Moda'ani. This goes back hours ago. I don't even remember. We heard from Chaim Bennett, Amendi, and Tellis. We heard Dick Yishot from Baruch Levine, uh, the Yeshiva Boys Choir with Derek Sheker, uh, Avram Fried with the Shtara Tanoim uh, Baruch Haba. In the 7.30, 8 o'clock hour, we heard uh, Hine from Baruch Abud, Lo Yudu uh, from Binyamin Sofer, Davagabe with Timcha. So that's the uh, that's the wrap-up of the songs that we did so far today here on JM Sunday, 8.13, 8.14 in the morning. You are uh, listening to us. On the stream, jmandtheam.org, nachamsegal.com, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. Coming up at around 8.30, my interview with Jamie Geller, noted chef and author. We'll be talking about her new book entitled The Joy of Kosher, Fast Fresh Family Recipes. And now, music by the one and only Shlomo Kalbach here on JM Sunday. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
Akiva Tolchin, Yiratzon here on JM Sunday. And this is Matis Weingast with you. We're going to go back to the music in a few seconds. Don't forget my interview with uh, Jamie Geller coming up in just a few minutes right here on JM Sunday. My thanks to listeners Shari and Moshe, who both became uh, likers of the Facebook page on JM Sunday. We appreciate that. And uh, don't forget that next week we're going to be doing a special Carbox special right here on uh, on JM Sunday. Three hours extended on uh, with uh, Shlomo Kabach music and song right here on the stream, jmtheam.org. Back to the music here on, uh, on JM Sunday. Thanks for listening, everyone.
Ari Goldwag with Min HaOlam from the Amechad album right here on JM Sunday. Thank you, Ari, for that uh, lovely tune. My name is Matis Weingast. I'm here with you on JM Sunday, as I am every Sunday morning, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Today is October 13th, 2013, ninth day in the month of Cheshvan, 5774. And in Daf Yomi, it's Pesachim Daf 115, which means that this coming Shabbos will be the uh, end of Mesechus Pesachim with Daf 121. And next Sunday morning, Shkalim begins in the Daf Yomi cycle. We'll have more about that uh, next week. The uh, the Israel show, hosted by Mayor Weingarten, is on Monday mornings with a great mix of uh, nostalgic and uh, new Israeli music and the popular Mayor Milim segment. So don't forget to tune into that right after Nachum Siegel on the stream. That's at 9 a.m. on Monday mornings. Looking ahead for a minute to next week again, we will have a special uh, a special event, if you will. It's going to be a commemoration of the 19th yard site of Shlomo Kalbach, which occurs next Sunday. The show will include uh, music, stories, and interviews. Plus, we are going to do something we have not yet done on JM Sunday. We are going for an extra hour live on JM Sunday next week, next week only. So we'll be starting at 7 a.m. in the morning, and we'll be going until 10 a.m. Eastern Time, three hours of Shlomo Kabach, uh, music, stories, and interviews. Should be very interesting, if I may say so myself. Well, following the great success of her two previous cookbooks, Quick and Kosher Recipes from the Bride Who Knew Nothing and Quick and Kosher Meals in Minutes, this week, her latest work, entitled A Joy of Kosher, Fast, Fresh Family Recipes, debuts, published by William Morrow. My guest this morning is a world-renowned chef, author, video blogger, magazine publisher, wife and mother, Jamie Geller. Welcome back to JM Sunday. Thank you, Matis. It's so great to be here. I was so honored when you called and asked me to come on again. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, Jamie, let me get right into this. This is your third cookbook, and as I just mentioned, the first two titles began with Quick and Kosher, while this new one starts with Joy of Kosher. So there seems to be a different focus on, on of this book compared with the other two. Is that the correct statement? Well, yes and no. I don't want anyone to get nervous. I didn't suddenly become this like crazy, gourmet, you know, five-page long recipe kind of cookbook <laughs> author. The recipes are still fast and fresh, and that's why I put that in the... Um, in the subtitle, that people should still know that it's fast, it's quick. I have not abandoned my roots as, like, a quick mom on the run. First, I was the bride who knew nothing, and now I just have no time. So that essence is still there in terms of my cooking. But the book is so much more, and that's really why we lead with the word joy, and that's what we do on joyofkosher.com and what we do in the Joy of Kosher with Jamie Geller magazine. And in this book, we just celebrate 
the world, that is food, that is family, and that is our lives. And I think that all of that will come across in this new book. So is this cookbook geared towards a different particular group of, uh, I'll call them kitchen explorers, if you will, or is it just for general consumption, uh, pun intended? Right, right, totally, yes. Everyone will love to consume it, no, all those recipes in the book. But no, it's not geared toward anyone different as much as it just covers so much more and includes so many more people. So whereas, say, the first books might just be geared toward those who are looking for quick and fast, the special thing about this book is that every recipe can be dressed up for entertaining or dressed down for every day. So these are double-duty recipes, and I feel like as mothers, as fathers, we are expected to do so much, right? Like we are raising our children and taking care of our home, and we have you know, our professional lives or our personal lives, whether we're busy with charitable endeavors or whatever the case may be. And we're, we feel like we're doing double duty all the time, and I feel like our recipes should as well. So a lot of times, you know, you have a recipe that's great. It's a family favorite. You know, you serve Wednesday night for dinner, and then company comes. And my theory is do not use that time to experiment. You know, like we're always rushing into Shabbos, cooking, you know. And it's not the time when company comes or when you want to impress, but you take out a new recipe that you've never tried before. Take that tried and true family favorite, that Wednesday night dinner that everyone loves, both your kids and your spouse, and just dress it up. So basically, all the recipes here do double duty. They all can be taken from every day the holiday and back and forth. So that's 200 recipes here. So it just includes those that want to cook quickly for a weeknight dinner or want to do something just a little simple, simple tweak to make a recipe sing for like their, you know, Shabbos against the table. Right. So I really just feel like it doesn't abandon anyone, but includes everyone. So uh, this is a no-brainer, but obviously you would suggest, as you said, not to simply try a recipe the first time when it's crunch time, but if you have somebody coming for Shabbos, try that recipe during the week, spice that up a little bit, see, play with it, see how it works, right. and then you can right. make it again uh, another time, which which makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, who wants to experiment on company? <laughs> right, right. Uh, now, once again, in the, in the introduction to this book, you describe your family, you discuss your background, coming from a, a Jewish but not a totally kosher home, evolving into a kosher life, and becoming one of the foremost kosher chefs in the world. I mean, not just the chef, but you've basically branded kosher. You have your joyofkosher.com website and everything. So besides just informing your readers of your own personal history, does your development within Judaism still play a part in your everyday life with your career and family? In every single thing that I do. Wow. I mean, I think I come at everything I do with such fresh eyes. And being a from Jew who now lives in Israel, it's like every, every step. It can't not. And I think that no matter whether it's food or finances, whatever your professional life is or otherwise, that it really, the way that we live our lives is like from people should inform each of those steps, each of those decisions, and each of those stories and your perspective on life in general. Right, absolutely. Uh, my guest this morning here on JM Sunday is renowned chef and author Jamie Geller. Her new cookbook is uh, coming out this week. It is called Joy of Kosher, Fast, Fresh, Family recipes and uh let's get away from some of the serious stuff here <laughs> yeah deeper let's let's get into the book for a second uh first of okay. all where's this uh, where's this book available it comes out this week where can you get it right so it's available everywhere books are sold I, it is published uh with william morrow which is an imprint of harper collins so got you know it's in all the major bookstores like your well whatever whichever ones are left like your Barnes and noble right. and um on amazon of course but it's all time publishers 
actually published my first two books, so I have an incredible relationship with is distributing it to the firm market. So it makes to make sure that it will be in every Jewish bookstore, Judaica store, whether it's Eichler's or or um, I don't even know what's left now. You know, on the on Central Avenue, the different stores that are there um, in Brooklyn, everywhere. So in Israel, so anywhere Jewish books are sold, it will be there as well. Thanks to Feldheim, because it's so important that I won't ever want to be able to get their hands on it. And sure. it's super incredible price. Like, if I'm allowed to say, like, it, the book is $30, but, you know, like, between online on Feldheim.com, I think it's now $18, Whoa. which is incredible. We love the number high. Great. For 200 recipes and 300, almost 400 pages, $18 is, like, incredible. So I think everyone should just buy two. One for a Hanukkah gift. Right, oh, absolutely. Go, go out and get a lot of copies of the book. You know, you, this book, uh, the way it's formatted, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second, okay. it is good for um, anyone. If you have, if somebody has a, a, a friend they want to give this book to, even a non-Jewish friend, can yeah. read through this, can learn about uh, kosher food, but also see that there are scrumptious uh, dishes that can be made that are kosher. You know, people probably won't even think about it. They'll think, oh, a kosher cookbook, you know, two-page recipe, uh, recipes. Uh, there's a gefilte fish and there's how to, uh, how, to, how to pour some wine, and that's about it. Right, right. Um, you know, oh, please, we're so beyond that. Sure. Okay. Now, um, there are... Uh, there's a section in the book, at the beginning of the book, called How to Use This Book. Now, I, it was very interesting to read, but, Jamie, it's a cookbook. I mean, isn't it self-explanatory? I mean, you know, what do you need a how-to section? <laughs> well, we just like to make it as well, foolproof, or I like to say fail-proof as possible. Okay. So we would just use that section to explain the dress-it-up and dress-it-down concept. How the fact that every recipe, you know, shows that it could be ready for a simple, quick, and easy for a weeknight meal, or how to just, like... You know, give it some bling for your, you know, holiday or Shabbos table. So it explains that concept. It explains that I give suggestions how to make it a meal next to almost every recipe, either with pairings from other recipes in the book or um, or just other suggestions, little simple, quick, throwaway um, recipes that you can pair with, you know, to round out the meal. It just it basically prepares people for what they can expect, all the different variations to save time. I have even, on my quick recipes, I have even more time saver tips as well, wine suggestions, you know, next to each recipe. And then it basically gives you a very simple, easy-to-find list of equipment that you should have on hand, which most people do, but just breaking it down. And, like, just the ingredients that I use, like, over and over and over again. So, like, sort of stacking your cupboard and your fridge. Right, absolutely. And as you said before, in terms of uh, trying these recipes during the week and the families, uh, in general, do you do you feel that it's important to dress up any meal a little bit, even something simple to make any meal at any time a little bit special? Yeah, look, you're totally right. I mean, we eat with our eyes first. There's a reason that every kosher cookbook or every cookbook that's out there must have, you know, a picture with it. Because people want to know what it looks like before they even go to cook it. And likewise, when something comes to the table, it has to be presentable. So I always little, little simple things like, you know, a sprig, if you don't want to sit there and chop up an herb, you can get the checked parsley now and just put like a sprig at the top right. or put it in instead of a, you know, those disposable tins that we're all cooking in here and there. Instead of serving in that, just take a moment and put it on a plate, you know, like simple things like that just make the experience that much more special. And I feel like dinners are so important. It's such incredible family time. As much as we can do them, let's do them and let's make them feel like special and not afterthoughts and you can do it. A really easy way. Right, good point. Of course, then cleanup has to become family time also. 
You're right, totally. Forget about it. Since I moved to Israel, I had two dishwashers in Muncie, and now I have none. So, yeah, we're all involved in the, in the cleanup for sure. A- absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll go with one more, a little little serious question. I mean, it's radio, so I, I can't show things here, but uh, right. as, as we were saying, this it's not just a cookbook. I mean, there are life lessons here. You have stories before each chapter. A, a person can take this book and just sit and read it and get a lot out of it. It's almost like a, a partial autobiography. Uh, yeah. why, did, why did you feel it important to include all of those stories? I mean, they're great stories, but... Uh... Right. Right. So you're totally right. I mean, and that's what I say. It's so much more than a cookbook, aside from the fact that it's like this total, you know, double-duty recipe, a holiday, everyday type of cookbook. But it's p- pages out of my life, and I included them, like diary entries, literally, scattered throughout the book. It's because I think that that... And, People can relate to that. It's, you know, my struggles as a mother, you know, uh, juggling everything. You know, a kid, I had a play date with a kid who came over and I offered, of course, you know, noodles and ketchup, cheese sandwiches, and she only ate sushi. So, like, then what do you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, little funny comic relief things, things that people can relate to because that's what everyone responded to. Like, I wrote my first book and it was really an autobiography and all about how I was the bride who knew nothing. And everyone, I think that the stories resonated and it made the recipes so much more special and the book so much more special. So I just like took it to the next level and I just like poured out my heart and soul. But really, it's not about me. These are just such universal experiences. You know, the time that I really messed up a brisket really, really, right. really bad, you know? Right. So funny, funny things, relatable things, you know. You know, my hu- my husband always giving me great ideas, and then like you know, dancing out of the room, he doesn't really dance. <laughs> and I'm just, like, you know, implementing. You know what I'm saying? So sure. fun stuff like that. And dinner time, you know, doing time and dinner time, and you know, with the kids while you're doing homework, and while the baby's like hanging from the chandelier, <laughs> and you know, it's like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna get? You know, serve for dinner. It, it, stuff, it also brings the uh, the cookbook and the experience uh, into real life. And when somebody is reading what you're writing, they, I'm sure they would be inspired to then take it to the next level of, of using the cookbook and saying, you know what, this recipe isn't so hard. I can try it. Let me go try it. She can do it. I can do it. And it, it, I'm sure it's inspiring. The- well, that's what I want. I just want people to be inspired by everything. And I purposefully, the pictures in the book, yeah, they're beautiful. They are. But they're not, like, untouchable. Right. And the recipes aren't untouchable. And that's why the stories are there as well. Just let everyone know we're all the same and we're in it together. And really, like, literally, if I can do it, you can do it. Sure. The title of the new book is Joy of Kosher, Fast, Fresh Family Recipes, published by William Morrow and available on Amazon and a lot of other places. My guest this morning is Jamie Geller. Everyone should go out and get the book. Now, it, you mentioned Thank before, you. It, it's, it is, it's like, it's 370-something pages. It, it, it's a big book here. It's divided into different sections. You have a number of interesting elements in the book and the way it's designed. And uh, including, for instance, you have a list of adaptations for some of your recipes for Pesach, for Passover. Right. Uh, do you feel that consumers uh, appreciate being able to use your year-round recipes, which which look great, sound great, taste great, that are slightly adjusted for Pesach use, mm-hmm. as opposed to needing a separate Pesach cookbook that may not be as useful during the year? I mean, for instance, you have here on this list... Um, for something like the spiced apple kugel, apple challah kugel, substitute matzah farfel for cubed challah. Right. You're not going to have right. a, a Pesach cookbook that says how to make matzah brai and substitute, um, right. <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> it doesn't totally, work. Totally, It doesn't work the other no, way yeah. around. I, I love doing interviews with you because I feel like you really, like, 
like read the book and think about what we're going to talk about and have such great observations. And that's really the truth. I mean, I told you right now, on celltime.com, it's available for $18. This is like a one-stop cookbook. It's so important to me. I mean, who now? Our budgets are also tight. It's not easy out there. Who can get a book, you know, year-round, and a book for Pesach, and a book, you know, just single-subject books? It makes it much more difficult. So I wanted this to be everyday and holiday. I wanted it to include Pesach. And I think I also have a lot of theories, as you see, when it comes to food. I, my theory is when I cook for Pesach, I like to cook recipes that I would actually like to eat and, and would cook year-round. And as much as I can, I adapt or use the recipes that are inherently kosher la Pesach. So, therefore, this book just takes my favorite recipes out of the book, either some that are inherently kosher la Pesach, which need no adaptation, and just let you know, you know, it has it all in a handy-dandy list, or small adaptations that let you take this book to Pesach as well. So... That was really important to me, that section. Right, right. That makes sense. And looking through the book, I did find I Thank you for that compliment before. I do, uh, you know, I like to prepare, and especially this. I didn't get a chance to make anything from this, which I really wanted to uh, beforehand. You're forgiven. The questions are so good. You're but, forgiven. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But some of the things you have in here, for instance, um, I mean, you talk about trying to, to build things up and make it a, a meal and, and, and dress things up, but you have here one, one recipe, pumpkin spice ravioli with brown butter. Now, what do you mean? You oh. can't just, you can't just go to the store, get the frozen ravioli, uh, dunk it in, you know, dip it into water and let it boil for a few minutes. It's not, it's not so, that. You, you, by the way, you can if you want to get that and then just put brown butter all over it because brown butter is like my new obsession. It's like, I could drink it. Okay, I don't even need right. ravioli. We're, we're not going to discuss but, that. We're going to we're going to let people read about that whole thing with the brown butter, uh, so it'll so entice it them to read it. But definitely find it. But yeah, as you as you were saying, it it is it, it enhances that dish, uh, even yeah, something simple was, if you don't make the ravioli from scratch. It really does. And by the way, like those noodles, I use. Um, Geffen has those fabulous uh, like one um, rounds. They have both squares and rounds that I use for my ravioli, so it's already pre-cut for you. You can find them either at CCM, I see them both in the freezer and the fridge section. So it makes, it's like easy. I do take shortcuts, and the brown butter is just butter. Right. Like, it's not like this 10 ingredient, you know, sauce. So, you know, it's not so, it's not as, as difficult as it sounds, as exotic as it sounds. You know what I'm saying? Sure, absolutely. Amantis Wine Guest here with you on JM Sunday. My je- my guest is Jamie Geller, noted author and uh, chef. Uh, one of the other things you have here is uh, something really simple, but it's great. Fruit, flour, and mint ice cubes. And if I understand uh. this correctly, you basically take an ice cube tray, you take a little, um, is the term sprigs, is that the right word, or am I getting that wrong? Yeah. Um, no, uh, you're getting it perfect. Mid- you could do a culinary show after this. <laughs> no, I'll leave that to Naomi Nachman. She has her the right. show on the network, so that that's her baby there. I love there. Naomi. She's a dear friend. Oh, I love she's her. great. So you can take some fresh berries. Uh, I, I think this, when you get the book, it's on page 65. Um, fresh berries or mint leaves. Uh, edible flowers, they obviously have to be edible. You put them into the ice cube trays before you put the water in. You pour the yeah. water in, and what you get are ice cubes. That it, It's like a sculpture. In the middle of it, yeah. you have these these uh, items, and then you use them, I guess, just wherever you would use ice cubes, that, or pretty much wherever you would use ice cubes, to exactly. enhance a drink or a, a cold soup if you want it, or whatever you want. It's yeah. a simple thing. You could always have it on hand and just pop it out whenever you need it. Somebody comes over, it, you know, you want to give them some drinks, you pop this out, they'll be like, oh, my God, did you prepare this for me? You know? 
<laughs> if you put out water with like you know blueberry ice cubes or you know <laughs> right. it's like people be like what <laughs> and that's what i'm all about like the simplest that's such a no-brainer like you said it's you just put the mint sprig or just put the and they come check now so it's fantastic you, have, you know uh mint uh leaves which are great or just put the berries it's like an incredible way to entertain with really no effort and no culinary know-how needed Right, absolutely. I want to get to a couple more things before we finish off uh, today. Uh, you have great pictures in there also of a lot of smiling kids and fun time. Yeah. Does your family appreciate all the experimenting you do and all the recipes, or are there times where it's like, uh-oh, mom's going to ask us to try more food? Oh, no. I mean, obviously, your, your recipes that are in here are great, but there must be some times where where you thought something would work and it just didn't make it to the final cut, and they're like, no, mom, you know, oh. I'm going to go, you know, no, uh-uh. <laughs> Yeah, it totally happens. And I write about it. Like, I'm not shy about it. It happens all the time. And after working hard and long, like, all day, I'm trying to figure something out. And it still, like, won't work. And the kids, they love pizza. And they love frozen <laughs> chicken nuggets. You know what I'm saying? And we do, almost once a week, we do, like, an egg night. They love egg, eggs mm. and hash browns or whatever. Who has time for that in the morning? So right. I do it at night and make a whole meal about it. And it's, like, that's the one night where, like, all the food is, like, clean. Even though, even though this great one that made it and I'll tell you the kids liked it and this is a good kid thing and this is a good whatever right. you know yeah just like normal kids sometimes they're just like enough but when we say pizza they scream yeah. you know, for dinner they're so happy <laughs> and, and you're trying to convey that this is what should happen uh, in any home some things are going to be great some things aren't you experiment with it yeah. get the family involved Absolutely. and you know, you know, go from there. Uh, yeah, pizza night is great. Of course, not every time is it going to be like, oh, mom, I, I don't want pizza with, you know, infused right. with some 20 right, spices right. that you decided to. Uh, totally. Like, yeah. To, to when I do, there's one of my favorite recipes in here is this pizza that was inspired uh, in the restaurant Basil in, in Brooklyn. And I ate a pizza there with pears, arugula, and blue cheese, which wow. is with olive oil. Now, that's not everyone's thing. But right. That is so my thing. So, like, no, the kids are not eating that when I put that out. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? But that, that one's in there for me. And then I do a fun white pizza as a variation for dressing it down sure. with, you know, ricotta and mozzarella. And that, you know, is definitely, you know, kids go for. And then, of course, if you put sauce, then it's all over. They'll take any take it any which way, you know? Right. Uh, so. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's a great way to do it. Uh, besides everything that you do, people know you as probably one of the most famous uh, people who made Aliyah in the last century. <laughs> and they know they're... Any, I, any, really? I don't know. Any um, any plans to translate your books into Hebrew? So, yes. Yeah, so the first book, Quick and Kosher Recipes from the Bride Who Knew Nothing, was translated to oh, Hebrew. okay. And you never know about future books. But I really feel like people that I really connect to here, of course, are all the Anglos. Right, like all the English speakers, and like a, whether they're you know Balichuba or English speakers, so they don't really want the book in Hebrew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, absolutely, hundred so, uh, percent. Plus so the market here. You never know, right? Of course. So whether you know down the line, um, uh, we'll do another book like that. But uh, thankfully, there are lots of you know uh, transplants from you know uh, Olim from all over the English speaking community, whether it's South Africa, England, Australia, or the States. And they're happy to have the book in English. Right, right, absolutely. Um, the uh, the website that you have is called joyofkosher.com. And uh, anything that, that people want, you can visit that website, order this book through it, uh, subscribe to your magazine. You also, yes, you're awesome. Right? Subscribe to the magazine, Joy of Kosher with Jamie Geller. It's an incredible magazine. comes out six times a year. And that also, luckily, we're running, we'll be running a Hanukkah promotion. Well, that will be $18. So 
Oh, nice. It's a high number. Yeah, that's really great. Uh, There are thousands of recipes on your site that can be searched. Mm -hmm. uh, And there's there's so much much more. So I uh, I encourage everybody to go there, uh, go out and get the book. The book, again, is... uh, is called Joy of Kosher Fast Fresh Family Recipes. It debuts this coming week, but I think it's already available for order uh, on the different yeah, You can pre-order uh, at CellTime.com now and everywhere else. Definitely. That's, that's great. Uh, last last question. Uh, I know it's hard to pin pin you down to a favorite recipe, but what what's a dish that really ranks up there, either for you or for your family, from this cookbook? Oh, you know, if someone hates doing that, it's I know. so hard. Um, <laughs> That's why I threw I it in. Say, yeah, <laughs> totally. So I would say um, there's two. One, the Moroccan roasted chicken, which Ooh, has okay. like turmeric and cumin and pistachios and apricots and fresh uh, cilantro at the end, which I didn't think. Like, I thought, okay, I'm making it for the book. I sometimes have to do something a little exotic and a little different. And, and I'm like, who's really going to go for it? It will be good, but maybe it just won't be my family's taste. Well, my husband, who's surprisingly not super experimental food-wise, like we always have potato pogo and gefilte fish and chicken soup for Shabbos, loved it, and the kids loved it. So that's something I feel like is different, but surprisingly really went well, over well, you know, across the whole family. And I would say the cover recipe I really love, it's a salt and pepper chicken, so it's essentially just salt, uh, kosher salt, of course, and then white and black pepper, and uh, has alongside of it caramelized fennel and shallots and red onions. So that kind of dresses it up a little bit, but the chicken itself is just super great. The same thing goes really good on wings, and that's a huge family favorite. And those are great, like, weeknight and Shabbos-style recipes based on the dress-up and dress-down variations, so I recommend those. Excellent. Jamie Geller, I want to thank you so much for joining me this morning. I had more questions, but we're running out of time, but I will hold for another time. And when you do your, you. your video blogs, you, you talked about things that you found around Israel, including like Israeli cowboys. So next time we're going to find out what you found awesome. in your, in your travels in Israel. Jamie Geller, uh, author, thank you, you, you're welcome. I want to thank you for joining us. Joy of Kosher, Fast Fresh Family Recipes debuts this week. Go out and get the book. Get a bunch of copies. Hanukkah's coming up. Get them for your family your friends and everyone out there. Jamie, Yay, thank you. <laughs> Jamie, thank you again so much for joining me. Have a great day. You too. Pleasure. Bye-bye. Thanks. Jamie Geller, it's a, a pleasure to have her on the air. Uh, excellent. And the cookbook seems uh, wonderful. There's so many things here. I want to try some of them and uh, see what uh, see what I can do. I'll probably ruin some of them. But the Moroccan chicken she just mentioned looks great. Uh, I think it's on page what is it, 176 here. And uh, it looks like a great thing to have. Well, we're going to be wrapping up the show uh, shortly. So let's go to some music. Here is um, uh, here is uh, Avram Arye Trugman here on JM Sunday.
for cutting that song a little bit short. I'm sorry, everybody, for that. We'll try to play it again maybe next week here on JM Sunday. Thanks to my guest, again, Jamie Geller. Joy of Kosher Fast Fresh Family Recipes. Go out and get the book just in time for Hanukkah coming up. Tomorrow morning, Mayor Ferdig will be in for Nachum Siegel on the JM and the AM. Bright and early, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. tomorrow, followed by the usual show with Mayor Weingarten. And as I've been mentioning, looking ahead to next week, we're going to have a special program commemorating the 19th yard site of Shlomo Kabach, including music, stories, and interviews. We'll be going an extra hour. So we'll be starting at 7 a.m., going to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on JM Sunday. The stream continues all day long here. Keep listening. Thank you so much, everyone. See you back here next week.